What's up, everybody? We are back. Welcome to Real Chronicles, brought to you by RealTalking.com. I am your host, David. I got the whole crew for the first time in, seems, two years. I'm here! (laughs) Jen let the cat out of the bag. Jen is here today. I'm here, guys. Is that a cat joke because Jenny is back? (laughs) It is! Well done, Leo. Well done. (laughs) And as you can hear, Leo is here. And Ryan. What's happening? You got nothing for me, Ryan. I was waiting for some funny intro. Yeah, like this. You. I got nothing this time. Been, <laughs> I've been thinking all week. I had nothing. So <laughs> this. Well, week... am I here to amuse you like a clown? I'm here yes. to amuse you. Yes. <laughs> funny how? How am I funny? Go get your fucking shine box. <laughs> um. So this week we are going to cover the genre that I probably know least about: comedies. We are going to break down our top 15 comedies along with our favorite scenes from the top 10 of those movies. But before we get into that, let's get into the news of the week. Um, the first one that I wanted to touch on this week was Martin Scorsese's next film is heading to Apple TV+. Plus. Big news. They have what I believe will be their first big Oscar player whenever that movie comes out. I believe the budget is between 150 to $180 million. Damn. So the movie was originally supposed to be by Paramount. Do you guys want to take a guess why Paramount decided, nah, we're going to pass on this? Uh, you know what? I saw I saw that it, this this movie has a little bit of history when it comes to like difficulty picking up like a, a studio, but I, I don't know why. No. You actually you're actually going to be surprised. So the reason that what I've read is that Paramount, despite the budget, were on board. But Marty and Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio, decided to switch the character he's playing. So Leo is now playing the villain of the movie, or one of the villains of the movie. And Paramount did not like that casting change. So that's one of the reasons they decided we're out. Peace out. So I guess they've never seen Django. Huh. And I mean, I think Jenny and I talked about this yesterday. I, I don't... You can see Jordan Belfort as a villain, but Jen's like, everyone wanted to be Jordan Belfort, so he's yeah. really not the villain of he's Wolf really of Wall Street, even though technically he is, but I agree with Jen. He's you like, want to be that guy. That's the fret, bro. You want to be. What do you think, Leo and Rye? Yeah, I um no that it makes it makes sense because like even well I guess it's kind of like Scarface right like he's the protagonist of the movie maybe what he does is like a tad villainous but he's still the protagonist of the movie so like I think like the, the the DiCaprio role it would be kind of like that I'm surprised though I'm just surprised that like they wouldn't have more faith in Leo to to, to just have that role that by now everything he's done is pretty much yeah I don't think Leo yeah. makes I used to not think he's that good. In the early '90s, I think it was 2002 when I changed my mind on him. With after you catch shut me, your mouth. catch me if you can. It's the first movie that I'm like, oh yeah, he's really oh, good. Yeah, because what's he? And, eating he, Gil- and he, he was like a villain there too, in a way. Because like, technically, like, yeah. <laughs> and like, because what's eating Gilbert? Great, he was good, but after that, he really, I don't think he he wasn't 
big movies, but I don't think he was particularly great in anything. And then Catch Me If You Can came, and then he just took off. And I don't think he makes. I don't think it's been forever since he's made anything that he's legit bad in. Maybe the movie's bad, like J. Uh, uh, J. Edgar. Even Jenny saw J. Edgar. I did not actually. You didn't? No. That seems like a you movie. No. Just Leo's in Isn't it. he like not really attractive in that movie? Well, he's, he's, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. So yeah. it's still Leo. I don't know. Yeah, but I think I heard it was bad. No, so it's bad. It's bad. That's. I think yeah. that's why it was like I passed. I mean, I have stuck through Leo through many a film. You, you like the beach, including the Man in the Iron Mask. No, I don't like the beach. Um, I actually don't remember that much about the beach, other than he had those frosted tips. Well, you had the Man on the Iron Mask because it's double Leo. Yes, that is why I went to go see it in theaters, but it was it was rough it movie. Good. Rough movie if anyone's seen it. Yeah. Alright, so next bit of news. This made Jenny and I sad, but hopefully it's going to Netflix or Hulu. Cobra Kai is leaving YouTube for season three. I was a little bummed about this because I thought the show was about to get cancelled until I did more research and it's it's gonna be between Netflix and Hulu. I particularly hope it's netflix but jen you think it's i actually thought it could work well on hulu only because they have a lot of like teenage shows in a way so i feel like they've been able to corner that market a little bit but so does i mean netflix does too but netflix is more all around but um i think netflix will have the bigger bank and leo leo and rye have you seen cobra kai no then no. i think that's the good thing about it going to a network like Netflix or Hulu because it will grab more interest. Like I know I'll be more likely to watch it on one of the two because I have one, both of them. It is one of the best shows on television. <laughs> and, I, and I'm not even saying that because I really like the Karate Kid movie. It justifies everything I ever said about Daniel LaRusso. <laughs> everything. When you watch the series, even Jenny's like... I mean, the show definitely brought people to YouTube. Um what is it, YouTube Red or Premium? Or I don't even it's know what it is. Now. I forgot. I think it's YouTube Red. Yeah. and uh, But I do think it'll do better being on a bigger platform, and you'll have a, already a built-in audience for it. And anybody that or anybody that was got a free trial of YouTube Red or whatever it is to canceled watch it. it, probably... Well, they canceled it after they were done with the show, but they also are more likely to have Hulu or Netflix and can just go, and it's on another payment. Yep, I agree. So I'm hoping this gets done soon because uh, season three's done and I want it already. Uh, next bit of news: Sonic the Hedgehog sequel is finally in the works. It I'm I'm kind of excited about it, especially it was really good, especially with the uh, post credit scene. Did you guys see Sonic yet or not? No, that's on the to watch list. It's good. I won't you know I won't give you what the uh, what the post credit scene is, but it sets up a sequel really well. Uh, here's the news I know made. Ryan very happy. Henry Cavill is rumored to be returning as Superman. It Yay, made my friend Adrian really happy. Um I had I had to shut I had to shut down a few Snyder fans this week, guys. Because as soon as this news come out, I get I get DM saying, Oh, but that means you're gonna reshoot Justice League now. Uh, I'm like, I'm like, no, you're still an idiot. That's what that's what that is. You're still an idiot. Uh, this is cool though. I do like him. I think Leo or Ryan, one of you guys said that he's pretty much Marvel's Hulk now. He's better in the cameo role as a side character role better than his own movie. I agree with that. I think that was like a really good comparison. And if he does get 
his standalone movie, it has to be something completely different because I think, like I mentioned to Leo off the line, he I think he has one of the worst rogues galleries, right? Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you don't I'll, like Mister Missile Click? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Who would you say? Right, I'll get, I'll I'll challenge you on this. You're picking the villain, and it's not Lex Luthor, it's not Doomsday, it's not Brainiac, and it's not uh, Bizarro. Who's the villain? Ah, uh, this is not say Bizarro. Fuck. Because um... <laughs> <laughs> when you go past those four, there's nothing. There's nothing there. Yeah, no, but I mean, they haven't even really done Brainiac that well yet. They haven't, like, on the big screen at least, as far as I remember. No, um, I don't. Th- I don't think so. No, they only yeah. tried him on like on like that uh that Krypton show. They tried it on Supergirl, but I don't think they've ever done it on the big screen. And it's crazy. A yeah, Superman so. movie has not worked since 1980. <laughs> That's crazy and it's um superman one and superman two are great and it just fell completely off the tracks after that i know that you guys i'm more pro superman returns than you guys right no i like superman Returns. you liked it and yeah i I I, I think i think it's the same thing as like the like the later movies like the tone was a little darker than what you're used to but i think the movie was good and then right what do you think it's fine. Like <laughs> I can take or leave it. I haven't seen it in a while. I have to give it a rewatch, honestly. And Jen, have you seen the Brandon Ralph Superman movie? Yeah, of course. Did you like it? Saw it in theaters. Um, I mean, it was fine. Fun. It's funny. Um, I mean, I was. I saw it because it was a comic book film and on the big screen and blockbuster. What it was supposed to be and. I know yeah. this person's persona non grata now, but I think Kevin Spacey was a fantastic Lex Luthor. Yeah, I agree too. It's but you're yeah. I, just, I, <laughs> yeah. Did, I didn't like uh, Kate Bosworth though. Yeah, she stunk. Mm-hmm. She stunk. She's bad not, wig. I don't even like Amy Adams as Lois. Yeah, to be honest with you, I don't. Very and I love so. Amy. And I love Amy Adams, but I don't think she's a very good Lois Lane. I don't think they really hit Lois Lane well yet. I don't. You know what? I, I, I was thinking the same thing. I, honestly, my favorite Lois Lane is in Terry Hatcher because she yeah. is. Very yeah. nosy and bitchy. Because <laughs> yeah, Margo... I would say Terry Hatcher would be Mar- mine. Because I grew what? up with the show too. So for the me, one it's from the nostalgia. movies, the Christopher Reeve movies. Margot Kidder. I don't. I didn't even like her. She was fine. Yeah, I... but it was a different era. Yeah, so I don't think they've gotten her right yet either. It's crazy because he's the one that started it all, and they still can't get him right. But yeah. we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with that. Um, more on the Snyder cut. There would not be any reshoots with major characters we called that last week this one i want your take on remember i joked about the air cut last week yeah mm. so the air cut does exist and i want to read you guys some tweets he went on a, a little twitter rant uh two days ago and i want to read you guys what you what he said and i'm curious to see what you guys think so he p- tweeted regarding the air cut this is reshot because the tone was too dark. My first act was a normally constructed film. I took my inspiration from Christopher Nolan. There were real scenes with incredible acting between Jared Leto and Margot Robbie. Joker was terrifying. Harley was complex. Next tweet. And this is the one that I that really got me thinking. Imagine if Todd Phillips, the Todd Phillips film uh, was reshot and recut because it was too dark. This is exactly what happened to Suicide Squad. Anyone who says my cut did not work owes me 
to say it directly to me. And then finally, this trailer, the in regard to the original trailer to, to Suicide Squad, this trailer nailed the tone and intention of the film I made. Methodical, layered, complex, beautiful, and sad. After the BVS reviews shell-shocked the leadership at the time and the success of Deadpool, my soulful drama was beaten into a comedy. So even for Suicide Squad, we have to blame Zack Snyder. That's pretty much what I got from this. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, Ryan, you're, you're, me, you're probably the biggest fans of Joker. What do you think about that comparison? I mean... And you're a fan of Suicide no. Squad in general, so... Yeah, and no, I totally disagree with what he said because... I think unless you're going to say, just like the Snyder Cut, the villain was going to be different as well. Because the villain was one thing I think a lot of people complain about with Suicide Squad. I mean, if I'm wrong there. No, um, yeah. The, but... villain, the villain of Suicide Squad is the worst part of the movie. It's it's just... Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's Enchantress should not have so, been the villain. So you may get... You have the horrible villain, and then... But with Joker, there is almost... No, there is no wrong in that movie. But I can point out a million wrongs. And if you want to show me the serious version, I'll watch it. Yeah. But you're right. I do enjoy watching this version. But I'll watch any version. I will say this before Leo chimes in. I think because I know David Ayer's work outside of this, I was very disappointed with Suicide Squad. And I'm someone that walked out of there blinded by how good Margot was and Will Smith were that I thought the movie was much better than and then I, you know, then I originally thought when I watched it the second time, I was like, "Oh, this is not good at all." This, and it's progressively gotten worse. Uh, Leo, thoughts? Uh, so, I mean, I understand where he's coming from, right? Because I know that he was like he was judged a lot because of the final product. But like, I mean, as a sports fan, D, like this reminds me of like this is like a uh, like the player bitching about the play that was called in the fourth quarter, like. It's over, right? So he's yeah, Scotty Pippen. Else. So he's Scotty Pippen. <laughs> yeah, or, 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 or like he's Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, you should have ran the ball. Fine. Yes, we understand the coach made the wrong decision, but it's done. Move on. Like, just saying, like, and blaming the coach for this over and over and over again, saying, like, it's a sure thing. If I would have ran it, I would have gotten it. You can never know that. So, like, I feel like Ayer just saying this is kind of just like one. It's 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 it was adding on to what we talked about last week with like the entitlement. Yep. Because now everyone's gonna be like, oh, it's a guaranteed thing that this movie would have been amazing. Like, look, man, like it's it's over. They they the execs made a choice. They made a decision. They they did what they thought was right. It's done. And they failed. Yeah, I agree. Jen, any thoughts? No. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. And let's move on. <laughs> No, I, I mean, you can't. What are you going to do? I, what's done is done. I totally agree with that. Like, it is what it is. This is the product that you got and, like, deal with it. Awesome. All right. So moving on to our quarantine watches of the week. I watched <laughs> a lot. I'm not going to highlight everything. I'm just going to highlight two things. We I saw be here all day. I, you, you better highlight Darkman. That's Dark exactly. Man better be like- yep. So I'll kick it off. I'm going to start with Darkman. This is the first yeah. time I've ever seen Darkman, and I loved it. it what is, is yes! Darkman? Darkman is Sam Raimi's answer to not being able to get Batman to direct Batman. Oh, was he supposed to direct Batman? He was in talks, I believe. Oh. Or there's some rumor about that. And because he didn't get it. He, he made Darkman. Which is ridiculous. Did it's he write so, it? He wrote it. He directed it. And guess who did the score? Danny Elfman. Oh. And if you listen to the score, it's very batman Mm. I mean, it even ends on a roof. The Dark Man ends on ends on a roof like Batman does. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. 
And this is a trilogy? Yeah, the other two are ridiculous. They're just made for VHS. Are so they he all his? VR. No, just the first oh, one. Oh, just the first one's his. Um, I, all I can, the way I can describe it is this, it's a scientist that doesn't really have superpowers except he has the power of 10 men after his face gets thrown into acid and he gets burnt. Did I get it right, Leo? Yeah, pretty much. It's like face-off before face-off. <laughs> yeah, so he wears people's faces. He also watched that this week uh, without me. Sorry about that. <gasps> yeah, I'm bummed. I walk into the living room and I see face-off and I'm like, really? This is a good movie you pick and you pick every other movie at night for us to watch. But this one, you didn't wait for me. Well, back to Dark Man. Mm-hmm. I think I think you I think you'd like it, Jen. I think I actually think you'd have fun with it. It's ri- so ridiculous. And it's only like ninety minutes. And Francis McDormand is in it, and oh, that's very her. like Francis. Unlike Francis, that doesn't well, seem like the type of movie she would do. But that's what you think now. Yeah, but I'm, that was, I'm used to seeing what year her in nineteen ninety. So the year oh, after 90, Batman. Okay. So I'm I'm oh. glad I was rec- the, the movie was recommended, and Leo, I'm glad you pushed it even more because I had no idea how fun it's 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 a good movie in general but it's just so fun so fun right have you seen dark man no i actually have not oh that's you that's your that's your movie right uh, like i think you really really dig it and then the other movie i wanted to touch on that i saw was based on a documentary that i spoke about last week i saw the 1994 version of fantastic four uh right did you end up picking it up yes i ended up buying it because I saw a documentary, which I'll talk about in a minute. It is better than... It is easily better than Fanforstic. They give a shit yeah. about the source material. Doom is very... I mean, he's a villain. He's actually, like, a good villain. It sucks that they couldn't finish it. So, Rye, when you watch it, you'll see there's um, his voice sounds different towards the end. It's a little bit more mumbled because they ran out of money. So they couldn't... Uh fix up the voice at the end but overall i had a great time with it and it's actually entertaining it's not great don't get me wrong by any means it's it's not great uh the funniest part of the movie you guys may have seen in the documentary is when uh reed richards and sue storm gets married and uh, (laughs) he's literally in his fantastic four outfit i thought that was so cliche from the comics it's hilarious but yeah those are the two highlights that i of what i saw this week rye you can kick it off um, well, like I alluded to earlier, I saw the documentary you talked about last week, Doomed. I enjoyed it. I made Casey watch it. She enjoyed it as well. Um, and we we're both pumped to watch the actual movie. Um, to get ready for this week, I watched a very classic and I took advantage of the fact that it's on the HBO Max, The Great Dictator. How'd you like it? Great movie. They didn't make me laugh that much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, you know but, what's funny i'm glad did do you feel the same way I'm, I'm gonna bring up the movie that it's compared to do you think about jojo rabbit in the same way like it's not that funny jojo rabbit it has funny moments actually, but it's not really i wasn't laughing my ass off the whole movie i think that's a good comparison. i laughed more at jojo rabbit and i liked the way jojo rabbit handled the subject a lot more i even thought i liked jojo rabbit more than i liked the great dictator but remember chaplin got a lot of Chaplin made this movie hey. during the war. True. So this is a very, very big difference. But no, I'm glad you liked them. Really glad you liked it because it's you know it's that your first Charlie Chaplin movie. Yep. Yes, I'm glad. I'm glad you liked it. I'm going to recommend you some more, and Jenny can recommend you some Chaplin too. Uh, anything else, Ray? Um. Yeah. Just one more. I watched uh, Dick Tracy, also on HBO <laughs> Max. 
And I enjoyed the living hell out of it, even the bad, really bad CGI background. I know, right? <laughs> I showed Jenny that. Did you like Dick Tracy? Um, or you don't remember enough about it? Yeah, I mean, Madonna. <sighs> <laughs> this is who I married, guys. But, uh... This is who I married. <laughs> oh, it's, all, it's you, always about Mary? Madonna. Oh. All right. Uh, what about you, Leah? What do you watch this week? Uh, so I finished watching The Wire, and I can absolutely understand why people are either on the Sopranos versus The Wire nice. as like the greatest dramas in TV. Um, there's a lot. They're very different shows. I think uh, like The Sopranos is this focused on one man's like existence, his inner turmoil, and you you focus on Tony. Whereas The Wire, it's like a wide net of characters, and each of them gets a lot of like burn. Mm-hmm. Um, very cool series. If anyone gets a chance, I know me and uh, Giancarlo uh, were like we're geeking out about it because like of all the uh, all the different actors that were early in their careers. Yeah. Um, yep. Definitely loved it. Yeah, The Wire was definitely like whoa, it was cool. And then uh, after that, I watched Doomed, the uh, same documentary that Ryan and uh, that Ryan watched that you recommended from last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I'm looking forward to like trying to find the movie my, like, as well. I don't want to. I-, I wanted to wait till Ryan got his first. So it doesn't look too shady that both of us are doing the same exact thing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then I started a rewatch of Lost just because, like, for some reason, I wanted to rewatch Lost. I've been actually thinking about doing that, too. I was, like, kind of in the mood. I have my I have the whole series on DVD, but it's actually back at my mom's house still. But I think um, it's on Hulu, right? Yeah, I think so. Or IMDb TV has it. Well, if you or use, ABC app has it. There's different places. Use a Hulu. No commercials. Um, true. Yeah. And it, and do it, Denny. Denny, do it. It's like it, it's it's really interesting rewatching it because a lot of the stuff that it's, it's yeah it's it's a good rewatch. I'm I'm enjoying it so far. I just well, finished season one. I was like telling David because like anytime I've rewatched shows like certain shows like over and over or maybe it's like my fourth or fifth time watching it throughout the years like either when it like first came out and then maybe like a few years later and then again like right now we're actually dave started watching how i met your mother again and so i've been watching it with him and so like i remember when i first watched it like i had binged online a bunch of seasons but this is before netflix hulu this is must have been in college when i started when i watched yeah. it. yeah and so i like binged it and whatever and then now watching it i resonate i'm so much older and i'm more and i'm their age essentially on the show so like you think 18 to like 32 what a difference and so some of the characters even start to annoy me a little bit more i'm like god like ted mosby <laughs> Yeah. Love him, but hate him too. He falls under the uh, Vinny Chase category. When I rewatch, uh, like Sex in the City, I rewatched it too, and I've watched it over and over again. And I have favorite episodes and not favorite episodes. And like, I really have come this last iteration that I watched. I've really come to like just not like Carrie that much. Like she just makes all of these. I like her, but not all the poor decisions she continuously makes throughout the show. That I'm just like, ah. So I. Anyway, wa- rewatching Lost, I feel like I'm going to feel somewhat like that too. Like yeah, watching this sure. from a different, cause I also watched Lost in college and I remember binging everything I could on Hulu. I think it was, uh, like the May, like I think I started in May and I watched it the summer before the last season so that I could, and I binged it all so I could catch up to watch it live every week. Yep. And so I did it and whatever and, 
obviously there's strengths and weaknesses to both, but yeah. So we watched that. And then I also watched, because are you going to ask me that, David? Yeah, what else did you watch? So I also watched uh, a little HBO Max. I watched the Flintstones on there, and uh, Practical Magic is on there, so I got to see Sandy and Nicole. So you didn't see Flintstones Viva Rock Vegas? No, I was watching the actual Flintstones cartoon. Oh, the cartoon, okay. Yes. Uh, I like that they have a lot of the old school cartoons on there. And um, I also binged Sweet Magnolias on Netflix. It's a really good show. Joanna Garcia uh, Swisher is on it. Um, It has a good cast. Definitely recommend it. Um, I think men could watch it, but it's definitely probably more for the ladies. Alrighty. Alright, so moving on, let's get into our director breakdown. Someone that is responsible for many comedies of the 80s and 90s. But before we get going, do you guys want to continue this going forward? Did you guys like breaking down these directors or did you guys just want to end it today? Rye, what do you think? See, I want to say yes, but I've been on a roll actually knowing the movies you've been saying, so I don't want to lose my luck. <laughs> I, pr- I promise I will keep it to the directors you may know. I was just going to say, what happens when we run out of like directors and we start picking other people? Then we clearly just need to buy more movies, exactly. right, David? Yes. That's just your excuse Leo, what, what about you? Uh, I'm all for it, dude. I think it's really fun because as we go through some of these movies, like... I think movies are mentioned that you kind of forget you never saw or yep. you kind of want to rewatch. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm all for it. I definitely enjoy doing it. And Jen, since you're here, at least. I've only done like one of them, so awesome. I'm down. All right. Perfect. I only did uh, Tim Burton, I think. <laughs> so today we're doing Ivan Reitman. Oh, uh, okay. So his filmography. <laughs> I like. <laughs> Never mind now. She's like, no, never mind. Jenny's like, I've seen like two movies. No, you've actually seen more than you think. (laughs) Have okay. Yes. Alrighty. (laughs) There's only one I can think of right now. His directorial debut is. Yeah, um, trust me, Ryan. You've seen (laughs) one of these movies. All right, 1971. I have not seen this. His debut was Foxy Lady. Have you guys seen that? No. (laughs) I can't speak on that. 1973, Cannibal Girls. Have you guys seen that? No. No. All right. Here's where get, here's where we can actually get started. Meatballs, 1979. Has any of you guys seen Meatballs? No. I um, yes. I saw Meatballs once. I don't remember much of it. What about you, Leo? Exactly the same thing. I saw it once. Don't remember much about it. I, I remember I, I I must have enjoyed it because I didn't hate it. Next up, Stripes. I I saw it because of you. Stripes. What? I had never seen it before. You did you like it? Yeah, it was good. It's Bill Murray, man. I know it's Bill Murray. David tries to shove Bill Murray down my throat. That's what every she day. said. That's what she said. <laughs> every day, every week, Bill Murray, Bill Murray, Bill Murray. Bill Murray's great. I'm what? fine with Bill Murray. He's funny, but like he can also just be really cranky and curmudgeony. It seems so. <laughs> we don't talk about Bill Murray like know? that on but this podcast. But I, when I think, I actually think Bill Murray more in the '80s, to be honest. Yeah, than, he's like, all over. I feel he's all like, over or this. SNL, like that's where I think Bill Murray the most. And then uh, Leo, you said you seen Stripes? No, I have not seen. Oh, Stripes. it's good. It's on Netflix. Oh, uh, Ryan, have you seen it? I think it was years ago. Yeah. All right. Here's the movie that no one can say they haven't seen: Ghostbusters. What is that? Yeah. <laughs> and obviously, Ghostbusters is an all-time classic. That was we'll the probably, only one I could think and of. And we'll probably be on some of our list here today. Next up, Legal Eagles. I've never heard of Legal Eagles. Jenny, no? Oh. I have not. Okay, Ryan, Leo, no, right? No. But I see a stunning Robert Redford in this film. So ah, I'm all right. Next up, Twins. 
Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes, I've seen it. I love Twins. Ryan, have you seen Twins? Yes. Yes. Leo, have you seen Twins? Yes, and I liked it. I liked it too. Next up, Ghostbusters 2. Yes. Yes, and yes. I love that movie. Yeah. I enjoy I after rewatching I've actually rewatched these two and then the two Ghostbusters in the uh the off the Paul Feig one. Uh as much as Ghostbusters 2 has a shitty villain, it's actually still pretty entertaining. I really actually do enjoy Ghostbusters 2 a lot. Next up, Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> I love Kindergarten yes. Cop. I can't even front. Definitely. Yes. Absolutely loved it. Yes. Next up, very underrated 1993 movie. I think I may be the only one that has seen this. Dave. I've seen it. It's good, right? Yeah. I liked it. And R- Rye? Have you seen it? I haven't seen it. Yeah. Leo, have you seen it? Uh, I don't think I've seen it, no. I All think right. it might be on Hulu. I think actually yeah. that's probably It's really solid it. stuff. Next up, the strangest movie of his filmography that I have seen, Junior. <laughs> like Uncle Junior? Like Junior, the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie where he has a baby. Yep. Yep. And I, it, it's not good. It's It's not good at all. Next up is Father's Day. I've never seen Father's Day. It's I haven't bi- seen it, but it looks decent. Robin Williams and Billy, Billy Crystal. Crystal. Yep, I've never seen it. Have you guys seen it? I think I saw it. I have not seen it. Next up, I have not seen this. Six Days, Seven Nights. Nah. With Harrison I've seen Ford it. and Hand It's not good? You're not missing anything. All right. What about you guys? Have you seen it? No. Nope. All right. Next up, no. Evolution. 2001. This one I saw once. I don't remember much about it. I have not. Same. No. Next up is probably Jenny's favorite movie from this entire list. My super ex girlfriend. No. You haven't seen I've that? seen that. I've seen it like in passing, but not where I really oh. ever sat down to watch. Right. What did you think when you saw it? It was fine. And Leo, have you seen it? <laughs> I have not. No. All right. And last two, no strings attached. Oh wow! He did I, no strings attached. He did. I like it. But I don't like it more than Friends, Friends with, with Benefits, benefits yep. which was way better. I think every couple of years, there's always two movies that are attached. Yeah, that are very similar. In 1995, similar. Yeah. it was Con Air and The Rock. And then mm-hmm. we have The Prestige and The Illusionist. And then, oh, yeah. And now in 2011, it was Friends, yeah, with, Friends benefits with Benefits and No Strings Attached. They came out literally weeks apart, I think. Yeah. So, yep. But I'm with you. I like this, but I like Friends, I with, friends benefits with Benefits better. Is way better. And finally, Leo will probably be surprised, Draft Day. That's so wild. That, that, that does not fit the rest of the movies that you named. That's why I'm like, that's why I kind of, I like him <laughs> because he does so, so, he doesn't just stick to one genre. He's done a lot of different things. But yeah, I, I love Draft Day, so I can't even, I can't even front. And you liked it too, right, Leo? Yeah, I freaking loved it. I thought it was awesome. Ryan, I assume you have not seen Draft Day. I have not seen Draft Day. And definitely Jenny has not seen Draft Day because it's a sports movie. Nope. Um, so, yeah, what do you guys think? I think he is he has one all-time classic, but he does have some solid 80s work. The 90s is a little rough for him, but I think the 80s is where he shined the, the most. Jen? Yeah, I would agree with that sentiment. Rye? Yeah, I'll agree with you. And Leo? Yeah, I mean, like, those of the '80s were like they were like popcorn movies. Nothing really great, but you would sit down and you would enjoy yourself at least. Hey, hey, did you say nothing in the '80s was really great? No, 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 nothing. That, I said that his stuff was uh, the, was like enjoyable, but like Ghostbusters. 
That's the only one. Everything else you name. Oh, is, I thought you were including Ghostbusters. That's why you needed to say the exception is Ghostbusters. Oh, before yeah. Well, David you almost, has you almost like stepped, a, I had a conniption, I had a conniption for a second. <laughs> um, so yeah, that wraps it up. If I'm gonna, if I'm gonna say his best movie is obviously Ghostbusters, I would say his worst movie from what I've seen is probably Junior. Yeah, I'll co-sign that. It, it's just an awkward movie. I feel very strange watching it. Why? Because the man. It's just. Birth? It's just awkward. The whole situation. The whole. Being the whole pregnant. premise. The whole premise is no, not pregnant man. <laughs> yay women, okay? Yay women. Yes, yay women. But yeah, so that wraps it up next week. We'll continue this and we will see who we bring to the table next. Finally, before we get into our comedies, here's what I wanted to do. I have compiled a list of the 25 highest grossing films of all time adjusted for inflation. And I want to see if you guys can actually guess what is on this list. This should be fun. Jenny's already looking at me like, of course you did. Because I know where he got inspiration for this list. I did? Yes. Oh, interesting. All righty. Something inspired inspired you that you recently saw. Yes. So, (laughs) number, what is adjusted for inflation, the number one movie of all? You forget I live with you. Yes. So, adjusted for inflation, I'll let Ryan go first. What is the highest grossing film of all time? Um, shit. Um, take a guess. It's actually not as surprising as you may think. Not Titanic. It's not, not Titanic. No. Not Endgame. No. Fuck, <laughs> I have no idea. All right. Any guesses, Leo? Avatar? Incorrect. And Jen? Gone with the Wind. Correct. Gone with the Wind is <laughs> the highest grossing film of all time, uh, adjusted oh, for inflation. Yeah. And so how they adjust, so I got this from Box Office Mojo, so it's as legit as legit can get as of today. Um, the way they adjust it for inflation is on ticket sales. So it's how many tickets were sold and they would mark it up to the price that it is today. And Gone with the Wind was 19, what, 38? 1938, 1939. Same year as Wizard of Oz, I believe. Okay, so I think that's... So yeah, so if you're looking at a 10 cents a ticket, it's 2 billion to 280 yeah. cents a yeah. ticket. 10 cents a ticket. We now pay $20, more 15, than $10 dollars. at yeah. least in most movie theaters. All right. So Crazy. moving on, what's number two? Jen, you kick it off this time. Oh, no. Number two? Yeah, of all time. Titanic. That is incorrect. Leo, any guesses? Avatar. Incorrect. Ryan, any guesses? The Dark Knight. Incorrect. Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope is the second highest grossing film of all oh, time. Oh, okay, okay. Now it gets now it gets crazy. Okay. Number three. I'm not even going to ask you to guess. It is. I'm just going to give you a hint. It is a musical. Number three highest grossing film of all time is a musical. Jen, any guesses? La La Land. No, no. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> a musical. Do you want to guess in the decade? It's between the 50s and 60s. It's not West Side Story. It's not. That's actually when I first... Uh, um, musical, musical, musical. That's going to be my guess. Musical. Uh, highest grossing musical? Yeah. Uh, Give up? All right. I don't know. On the town. All right. No, Just incorrect. And Ryan, any guesses? No idea. The Sound of Music. Is number oh, three. oh, shit. Dang it. All right. I can see that. Number four 
Steven Spielberg's probably best movie is number four. Jaws. Incorrect. E.T. E.T. E. is the number four <laughs> highest grossing film of all time. Number five, Jenny will get this. She saw it 17 times in the theater. Titanic. Titanic. <laughs> it was five. It was five. Okay. Number six. I'm just going to give it to you because none of you will guess it. The Ten Commandments. Okay. Wait, really? Number six. Highest grossing film of all I time. I see that. Number For six. the time being, I it was I... an epic. Because it's four hours. That's yeah, why. Yeah, but it was an epic. And, you know, religion, right? So you also have to think people were a little more religious back then. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, isn't it Cecil B. DeMille? Yes. Yeah. So okay. it it was different in color. Mm-hmm. Numbers. In color. It actually, is one of the, I think it's one of the first movies from the 50s yeah. to be in color. It's, not my oh, favorite yeah. movie though. It's a little. It's, it's too long. Kind of boring. Yeah. Gone with the it's Wind is long. Gone with the Wind is long, but it's excellent. It's just, but Ten Commandments is just really, really long. I give Num- up for the cinematic prowess. Number seven, I think you guys will guess. It nineteen seventies. It came out. Any guesses, Jen? Uh. All right, mm-hmm. Leo. Jaws. Correct. Oh, Jaws damn. is number seven. I said I Jaws know. before. I was first. Number eight. I, I honestly don't even know what decade this movie came out, and I've never seen it. Uh, Dr. Zhivago. Oh, okay. Is number mm-hmm. eight. I'm shocked when I saw that at number eight. Uh, number nine, it's the only horror movie on this list. Any guesses? Rye, I'll start with you. Um, Friday the 13th. Come on, Ryan. <laughs> no, incorrect. <laughs> Leo. Any more hints, or just say you're just going to give us that it's a horror 1970s. movie? 1970s. Oh. horror movie. I think I. It's not. It may. I don't know. There's only two. Is it The Exorcist? Correct. It yeah. is The Exorcist. Number number nine. I was gonna say the movie you won't watch, Leo. I was gonna say it's so freaking scary. It's yes, Exorcist. <laughs> number ten. It's the only animated film on the list. Nineteen thirties is oh, my. Oh shoot! I was, gonna say, I was gonna say Lion King, but never mind. Nineteen thirty. I was gonna say Toy Story. Never mind. What the heck? I the old school Disney movies. Any guess? Snow White. Any guesses? Oh, yeah. Snow White. Yep, Snow White. Yeah. Snow White is number uh-huh. 10. Number, yeah, right? Number 11. Number 11 shows the power of this franchise because it is the highest grossing film domestically today, unadjusted for inflation. And that's Star Wars The Force Awakens is number 11 of all time. Damn. They so, have number two and they have number 11? Number 11. No, I'm not done with Star Wars yet either. Number 12. Another Disney animated film. Uh, 1960s this time. Oh, I got nothing. Pinocchio? Sleeping Beauty? 101 Dalmatians. Oh, yeah. Duh. Get out. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Number 13. Okay. It is a star. another Star Wars movie. Oh, Revenge of which, the Sith. Which, which, no. which trilogy? Original trilogy. Oh. Empire. Correct. Now we turn. No, it's, oh. it's Empire. Next up is one of Leo's favorite movies, and it is a giant epic. Kind of. Ben Hur. Yes, correct. <laughs> Number 15 was the movie that Avengers Endgame just beat for the current unadjusted box office gross. Oh, is it finally Avatar? It's finally Avatar. <laughs> the crazy thing is, is number 16 is Endgame. So, oh, wow. And even more crazy with shows like time. how powerful Star Wars is, Avengers Endgame is the only Marvel film in the top 30. Damn. 
Xbox. Wow. So as great as Marvel is and is doing, it just shows like that even when it's adjusted, only Endgame makes it. And it took Endgame a lot of work to get in here. Yeah, because like Endgame's like the best of the best for Marvel, and yep. we already have had like even like yeah, that's the there's three Star Wars in there, and I'm not done with Star Wars yet. Jeez. Uh, next after number seventeen, I'm gonna run through the rest of them for the purpose of time. Uh, next up is Star Wars: Return of the yeah. Jedi. <laughs> number eighteen, Jurassic Park. Dinosaurs. Number 19, <laughs> Star Wars again. Star Wars Episode 1, The Phantom Menace. Quick side oh, note, we just Jurassic. rewatched Jurassic Park and the amount of negligence in that movie yeah. is astounding. Yes! Yeah. Jurassic Us Park is still so great. It's so I haven't watched great. it in a really long time and I'm watching good. it and I'm like, yeah. What is up with this? Next, next up, one of Leo's guesses before, The Lion King. Ooh. 21, The Sting. 22, Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. 23, The Graduate. 24, Fantasia. And 25, The Godfather. Oh. So interesting list. That's why I put I put it together because I'm like, I'm. we see how everything looks adjusted and how crazy, uh, I mean, unadjusted, it's crazy to look at everything, how it looks when you actually take into account ticket sales. So that is my little game for the week. Let's get into our comedies, fellas and lady. <laughs> so, just a fella today. This was a interesting assignment for me because you guys know I'm not really a big fan of comedies. You don't like to laugh. I don't like to laugh, <laughs> but when I do, I like to laugh at actual funny stuff. So, I was able to put 15 together, thank God, and I will let Ryan kick it off since he said he had 45 honorable mentions, so I will let Ryan kick it off, because we may be here another hour. Uh, my honorable mentions are South Park, Bigger, Longer, Uncut, <laughs> uh, gr- Grandma's Boy, oh, wow. oh, movie, <laughs> and Up in Smoke. What's Up in Smoke? Um, Cheech and Chong, no? Cheech and Chong. Okay. Yeah. Dave has no idea. Um, yeah, it's their first movie. Um, number 15, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Number 14, Groundhog's Day. <gasps> number Water 13, Austin Powers. Which one? Number, the first one? The first one, okay. yeah. That trilogy goes one, two, three for me. Like, okay. it goes downhill. Um, number 12, Mrs. Doubtfire. And number 11, American Pie. Nice. All right. Leo, take it away. Uh, so honorable mentions are Naked Gun. The Birdcage and Mean Girls. Oh, I like uh, the love for Mean Girls since I'm new to it. So yeah, I know, like, I know you. I know you see recently, so I'm like, oh yeah, it's it's definitely good. Uh, my number fifteen, Billy Madison. Number fourteen, Happy Gilmore. So yeah, Adam Sandler gets the back to backs. My number thirteen for all my potheads. Uh, don't be a menace to South Central while drinking your juice in the hood. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number twelve is Clueless. That's too um, low, no. Leo. Okay, I know, I know, I know, I know. I, I had a, now knowing that you were going to be on the episode, I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. Let me get higher real quick. I know, right? Let me let me adjust my list. Let me adjust my list for inflation. <laughs> 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 uh, 
my number the eleven translation. is uh, <laughs> uh, my number eleven is uh, coming to America. Okay, I actually thought that was going to be in your ten. Jen, and, you, and, you know list? what? After reworking it, I had to, I had to rework some stuff, but I think I just missed it. What is your fifteen through eleven? My fifteen through eleven is my fifteen is old school. Ugh. My fourteen is forgetting Sarah Marshall Ugh. because I love Jason Segel, and that movie is hilarious. Like the whole movie, it's great. Uh, my number thirteen is Stage Door, and it's a Stagecoach. No, it's Stage Door, and it's an <laughs> old comedy from nineteen thirty-seven. It has a really good cast: Catherine, Catherine Hepburn, Ginger Rogers, Ball. a young Lucille Ball. Um, definitely watch it. Uh, my number twelve is Bringing Up Baby, and that is also from nineteen thirty-eight, and that is with Catherine Hepburn and Cary Grant. It's a really good. Um, it's really really funny film highly recommend it and then my 11 is beetlejuice oh i forgot nice. beetlejuice oh that stinks so beetlejuice gets some honorable mention love then all right my number 15 is anchorman my number 14 is clueless my number 13 is Spaceballs. balls all right oh so low <laughs> <laughs> Right, this is usually my cue. <laughs> my number 12, The Philadelphia Story. Ooh! And my number 11 is It Happened One Night. That's too low, David. I'm sorry, but there's two other old ones on my list that I think are better. All right, that's an improvement. <laughs> All right, so I'll kick it off with my number 10 since we're here. My number 10 is The Apartment. Okay. Did I redeem myself a little bit? A little bit. You've incorporated more old movies, more classics. Yes. Late as of late into your list. Good, right? Yeah. So I, I love the apartment. I, I'm glad it won Best Picture. Shirley, Shirley MacLaine was robbed. I love her. everything Jack Lemmon does. Yes, every and actually those are my two favorites. My two favorite scenes. Now I'm, I know even what the other movie doing, is. We're supposed to do only one, but I did two here. I love the office party scene. Mm-hmm. The was a Christmas party, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I love that. Uh, Jack Lemmon and Shirley McLean in that. And I also love the opening where they wake him up. Yeah. And that's when you kind of find out what he does. He pimps out his house. Mm-hmm. And I just, Jack Lemmon is so, so funny in those scenes. He's so great. Fred McMurray's good in it, but he's, yeah, but he's, he's not the villain. Com- he's he's the technically villain the villain. Here. He's yeah. not comedy like you see Fred McMurray. But it's one of Billy Wilder's best. And you will see Billy Wilder later on my list. My number nine is Superbad. Mm hmm. Uh, Emma, I my know. favorite scene in Superbad is Emma Stone's introduction. Of course it is. No, but all, all, jokes, as- <laughs> all jokes aside, I probably, if we ever do do this list again somehow, I probably would, more watching Superbad and more watching The Apartment would probably switch that up for me because I think The Apartment is obviously a one best picture, but from front to back, it's a great film. I think with Superbad, anything with Seth Rogen for me and Bill Hader and uh mclovin i don't i'm not entertained by that at all i i think the stuff in the parking lot is a little rough for me when they like when the police car explodes but my favorite scene all jokes aside i do like where uh where fogel fi- shows off his fake id for the first time i think that's hilarious and where uh they actually go shopping for the for the beer and um and they compare him to pocahontas oh no aladdin that he looks like Aladdin. It's hilarious. I think all that whole stuff is that whole scene is hilarious. Number eight is Forty Year Old Virgin. 
I am so grateful for the 40-year-old virgin because if this movie did not succeed, we would not have nine seasons of The Office. So <laughs> because of that, it gets the number eight slot, slot alone. The movie's just... <laughs> from beginning hilarious from beginning to end uh favorite scene in that movie is the first poker game where he compares boobs to sandbags <laughs> Sandbags. <laughs> and uh i think it's hilarious my number seven the birdcage uh every time i watch this movie i love it more i'll give jenny full credit on that because she is the one that first introduced me to the birdcage and it is hilarious we actually watched the other day the original not as funny in french la cage a full not as funny it's funny but it's french funny so it's different funny it's not nathan lane and it's not robin williams but it follows the birdcage follows the original story um really Pretty well. well yep and so it was a good and it's on criterion so if anyone wants to check it out it's very very good and then my favorite scene in the birdcage well there's so many um where Amon teaches albert how to act like a man yeah that is <laughs> hilarious and number six, uh, Wedding Crashers. I, lo- I love Vince Vaughn. I love everything Vince Vaughn does. But Wedding Crashers is my favorite movie of his. He is so hilarious in that. And I love a low-key moment in Wedding Crashers. I think I've told you guys off the line. Um, the scene where they're at the church at the wedding. And then there's a girl looking at him. And he's like, oh, this girl's eye fucking the shit out of me. <laughs> and then he's like, and then Owen Wilson's like, you're in church, man. Calm down. He's like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stop. I'm a coxman, like really loud in the church. I his delivery on that makes me cry all the time. So yeah, that's my number six. So Jen, take it away. Okay, so my number ten is Mean Girls, and so um, the whole movie is hilarious. So I would say probably anything really with Tina Fey and just like the way she was just like very like. Um, any scene with her was really, really funny. And just the fact that, like, she's giving and she's just saying, or, like, I'm a pusher, I'm a dealer, or I push people, Katie, I push people. So, like, um, that one. And then number nine is Clue. And basically anything with Tim Curry in it, because it was hilarious, and him running around, um, and all everybody in there is great. My number eight is Legally Blonde. <laughs> so, that whole... You've never seen Legally Blonde. I saw a little bit with you once. You didn't watch it. So that whole, <laughs> the whole audition tape scene is hilarious. Um, when she's trying to get into Harvard and she's just like in the swimming pool and she's just like giving all like letting him know everything she can do. Um, my number seven is Bridesmaids. Oh, um, you still, you're, you're, you're yes, the, Bridesmaids. Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? You're the biggest supporter of Bridesmaids on this podcast. I love Bridesmaids. It's hilarious. <sighs> I have been a bridesmaid. I and a bride and a bride, but I've been, a, <laughs> but I, I've, I've been a bridesmaid more times than I've actually been a bride. I would hope so. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I can relate. And my favorite scene is basically when they all take anything, a shit. No, basically anything Kristen Wiig does, but like her whole plane scene. She's afraid to fly. She gets drunk. That is. Funny. She takes the thing and she's just like, um, you know, uh. I'm poor, help me. And then just like she's calling the flight attendant Stove and his he's like, It's Steve. And just the whole the whole scene. She's hilarious. And then my number six is The Devil Wears Prada. And basically oh, everything one. that Meryl Streep yes. does is hilarious. Do that it. deadpan comedy. Do it. Do um it. You know what I want. 
do it. Well, I don't know which one you want. <laughs> walk at the uh, leisure pill. By all means, walk at a glacial pace. You know how that thrills me. <laughs> and uh, florals oh. for spring. Groundbreaking. Have you guys seen Devil Wears Prada? Great. No. Oh, guys, watch it. It is, it is worth so it. Good. And it's your first introduction to Emily Blunt. Yes. She's hilarious too. Yeah, she's really funny in it. Um, but yeah, it doesn't it. seem up my alley. <laughs> no, 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 trust me. R- right, trust me. It, I'm not this like. No, it's it's a good movie. Fashionista or anything like that. Yeah, no, it's, it's not. She it's, just plays an editor in chief of a fashion magazine, and then uh, Anne Hathaway is like comes in to be her assistant because she's looking for a job, and then uh, but this fashion editor is actually based on a real on the real life editor of Vogue magazine, who Anna is. Of- like this. Anna of Winterfell. And the book, it was actually a book before a movie, and the book was written by a former assistant of hers. And so... Uh, so technically, it's based on a true story. Yeah. So yeah, I, I but honestly... But it's exaggerated. To, to piggyback off Jenny, I think you guys would actually really like it. Yeah, it's really so. funny. And that was your six, right? Yes. All right, uh, Leo, take it away. All right, so uh, my number 10 is The Hangover. Um, oh, yeah. My favorite... <laughs> So it's funny, on my list, it's funny because what I ended up doing on my list on is even though there have been like movies like Ghostbusters and Beetlejuice, which were comedies that I love, I actually made my list based on like which made me laugh the hardest. I did so, that too, uh, actually. Right? And, it's, and it kind of makes the list a little bit different, but I have, um, I have The Hangover as my number 10 and uh, the speech on the roof of the hotel, the one-man Wolfpack speech. Yeah. Well done, sir. Well done. Yeah, that I just loved how the, the the speech just kept going and going and going. He's like, and then I saw the other two, and like my wolf pack had grown by two, and I'm like, oh my god, this is great. Yeah, um, my, the man. <laughs> my number nine is American Pie. Um, anything with Eugene Levy as Jim's dad. Yeah, he's great in all three, in all four American Pies. He's so great. Leo, have you seen Shit's Creek? You should watch it. No, I haven't seen Shit's Creek, but I, I get a lot of, you know what, a lot of people have been recommending it just recently as, like, a lot. I, I think it might be yeah. my next, uh, next new series. The show just ended, so season six isn't on Netflix yet, but um, the first five are. It's, it's really oh. good. It's written by him and his son. Like, created. Oh, oh. That's his son then, right? The one that's yeah. getting all in all the memes and stuff? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, my number eight is Anchorman. Um, and the scene I selected as my favorite was um, his glass cage of emotion. Oh. <laughs> when, he's in the, when he's in the phone booth and he's like, he's got his old beard. He's like, he's like I'm in a glass cage of emotion. Uh, my number seven, 40-year-old virgin. Uh, I, just like Dave said, I loved it. My favorite scene is um, the racist jokes from the Indian sales. Yes! And the- oh my God, yes! <laughs> You're spot on. Fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> when your baby is born, is he automatically on parole? Like, oh my <laughs> god! Like, I just remember, like, it was one of those, like, oh my god, I can't believe, like, that's so messed up. But it was just so funny. Uh, that's a movie that those six, jokes that the movie. Sorry to cut you off. Those jokes are uh, not work like at not all. Not today. At oh, all. not at all. Not at all. It's funny because like we got we got really lucky that we got to see them back then. But yeah, it wouldn't work now. And uh, my number six is Step Brothers. Um, yeah, the Catalina I, wine mixer. Oof. The Catalina wine. It's funny. I I, I was going to put the Catalina wine mixer, but I'm like, a lot of people are going to put, put that. I actually put the, why are you sweating? I was watching Cops. <laughs> 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 I was like, wait, what? <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that's my number six is uh, Step Brothers. All right, Ry, go ahead. All right, number 10, I have Happy Gilmore. 
And for my favorite scene, I had the Bob Barker fight. Just every time I watch that movie, it makes me crack up. Um, number nine, I have Spaceballs. And for Ryan, scene, it, it's not that much lower than yours. Yeah, but see, at least mine's in the top ten. <laughs> <laughs> Burn. Tell me it's combing the desert. Tell me it's combing the desert. No, for me, it's the fight at the end between uh, Darth Helmet and him, and then it's like he knocks over the dude and then blames him. This I always laugh at the fight. Do you do you uh, think the combing the desert scene is funny? I do think combing the desert scene is really funny. And Ra- and Leo, do you think that's funny as well? Oh, absolutely. Do you know is. who didn't laugh when the combing the desert scene <laughs> came up, Jennifer? <laughs> that's no, when I turned laugh at that movie that, at all. That's when I turned. That's okay. when I turned off Spaceballs because she didn't laugh at that scene. I'm like, oh, she's to just fair, not gonna get David this. David was at all. in a mood that that day, and it was just like he's like, let's watch this, and I'm like, what is this? And he's like, Spaceballs, and he puts it on right, and I'm just like watching it. I'm like. Okay, and I'm not laughing, I guess. And it was only 15 minutes in, and Dave's like, why aren't you laughing? And I'm like, wasn't finding it that funny right now. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, he threw a little tantrum, and he turned it off that's- on me. Yes, that's what happened. And that was like, keep the movie on. Like, I was like, just continue. She didn't laugh at Comey in the Desert. I knew to tap so out there. And so he like turned, he <laughs> huffed and puffed, and he turned it off. And I've never seen more than 15 minutes of Spaceballs. If you don't, but. To my defense, guys, if you're not laughing at Comey the Desert, do you think she's going to laugh at anything else? Well, maybe you got to give people a chance. 15 minutes does no, not a movie you make. you got to give up to when uh, Ludicrous Speed. If they're not laughing at Ludicrous Speed, then they're not going to laugh at anything else. Or, <laughs> or the jam part, where they're jamming. The jam part, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I, I fucking love Spaceballs. I actually may watch that later today. All right. Yeah, um, no, that's when we want to watch Spaceballs. All right. Go ahead, Ryan. <laughs> Number eight, Deadpool. Nice, you threw that. So, this is do you? It was hard for me because I didn't really want to put any comic book films in there because they all have comedy in it. So that's why I kind of went away from that. But if there's anyone that's closest, it's going to be Deadpool. Yeah, I even at one point had Birds of Prey in my honorable mentions, but watching it this week again, I'm like, eh, no, it's more of an action than anything else. But no, Deadpool and I went with the holiday scene. Because Deadpool isn't comedy action, more than action comedy in my book. Because everything, like each scene has something to make you laugh. Like yeah. you're about to get ran over by a Zambone. <laughs> like, but no, the holiday scene for me just makes me laugh every time. And that was your number six? Uh, No, that's number eight. Number okay, seven is The Hangover. And uh, Tyson's House... Is my favorite scene yes. from that. I'm <laughs> <laughs> watching the video. Just <laughs> yeah. And my number six is Liar Liar. And oh, uh, my favorite scene is the first li- the first truth, I'm sorry. And where he turns over at right after the morning of and he's like, I've had better. <laughs> Alright, right, Keith. Let's let's bring it back around. Do your five through two while we're while we're here. Alright, my number five is Shrek. Really? Nice. I love wow. Shrek. Nice, nice one. <laughs> uh, yeah, my favorite one of my favorite scenes is is in the castle the fight and then they pretty much get into the fake wrestling ring thing and then <laughs> they had just have that fight in there. Oh, love it. Jen- um, fun fact, Jenny doesn't love Shrek either. Bro, you keep throwing me under the bus. Yeah. <laughs> no wonder Jenny not doesn't like come Shrek. on the episodes anymore. <laughs> I'm not coming back. I'm not coming back. <laughs> Uh no, it's not that I don't like Shrek. I just I just don't gravitate towards it in the same way. But I do love Puss in Boots. 
Of course you do. How can you not like Shrek? It's such empowerment to women. Uh, it's not even funny. No, no, I know. She's, you know, she's good. Cameron, Cameron Diaz. But yeah. like, I just feel like, I don't know. There's. They're green. Something about, they're so green. I just something about the way they look that just does not. I do like Eddie Murphy as Donkey. <laughs> go anyway. Ahead. Go ahead, right? <laughs> Number four, Ghostbusters. <laughs> okay, at least well, you, you'll, you'll, at least you have it on the list. Yeah, no, it's yes. not gonna be on my list. <laughs> oh, that's just travesty. Go ahead. And like I said last week, my favorite scene is the hotel scene. Yep. Um, number three, Dogma. Um, of course. Stupid me. I don't know how I didn't think of that. And favorite scene here is the movie's head office where they just go on the tangent and yes. they also break. Oh my god, that's not a good scene to pick. <laughs> and number two, I have Jay and Simon Bob reboot. Oh, and I know where you're going. Ah, I know where this, this is. is- David just saw the trend happen as it happened. Yeah, I felt like Matlock solving the solving I think the our right listeners now. saw the trend. They heard the trend happening now. What what's your favorite scene in re- what what scene did you use for reboot this time around? For this time around I went with the Chris Jericho scene because it's my yes, favorite thing. Yeah, that's hilarious. Alright, Leo, take it away. Alright. <laughs> so my number five is my cousin Vinny. Oh, I forgot uh, about my cousin Vinny. So great. And, dude, the, the iconic freaking in the courtroom, Utes. Just like the accent and not being understand what Utes is. I just <laughs> I remember seeing it the first time. Every time I see it, I crack up. It's just amazing. Um, then my number four is Tropic Thunder. Um, for my, it's funny because for my favorite scene, it's like, it's one of the scenes that's causing so much commotion nowadays with like the climate of, uh, of society, mm-hmm. but it's when uh, when Robert Downey Jr.'s Kirk Lazarus is like, I'm a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. Yeah. Do you know that's that um? Do you know that's a based technique? It's it's a comedy, obviously, but it's actually based on Ben Stiller's time uh, on the set of Empire of the Sun. Really? Yeah. With that specific character? No, the movie. Just like his time, uh-huh. like on a serious, like movie. being in. Like a, I think it was Spielberg. Country, I think yeah, Empire Spielberg. of the Sun is Spielberg. Yeah, so being because I, I did enjoy how how meta it was. Like it's poking fun of like all the different types oh, of actors. Yeah, like I I, I rewatched it last week and it just missed my cut. Um, but it's still like an incredibly funny movie for the time. It's for the time and today. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that 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 one scene where Robert Downey Jr. just like has like a mental breakdown, takes off the wig. Takes off the contact. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, what the? Uh, is my number three is Wedding Crashers. Yes. Uh, well and like done. Dave, like just like you said, anything with freaking Vince Vaughn is just gold. Yeah. Um, like just like the way he just like he just rips and he just goes off these like tangents. My uh, the, what I put in there is the whole tangent he has as he's going um, as he's going down the stairs, the whole motorboat in son of a bitch. Yes, you whole motorboat in son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know what's another? Fu- it's not really that funny, but I I just crack up for his delivery. But he's making the balloon animals at the wedding. Oh my god! Yes, yeah, oh, I- like make me make me a like, make me a bike, you clown. <laughs> <laughs> and that was your number three, right? That's my number three. Yeah, and my number two is uh, this is just for me. Like it has a lot of significance. It's um it's half baked. 
with oh. uh, Chappelle and Brewer. But uh, yeah, that movie is like, even though I'm not huge. You in that, little stoner at heart. I was just saying, yeah, even though that's not a huge thing for me, me and my boys used to always watch that movie. Uh, I can quote it so well. Um, the fact that they make fun of Jerry Maguire in a one scene also added on to it. But uh, I, my favorite scene though is when um, when they killed when they killed Killer, and they have the guy on the couch who's named the guy. And he's like, "The guy, did you kill my dog?" And like the pothead is just knocked out. He just raises his hand, says no, and goes back to sleep. And then you have uh, Brewer's character. He's like, "Yo, I believe him. I don't know why, <laughs> but I do." <laughs> but that's my number two. All right, Jennifer. Oh boy. Okay. So uh my number 5 is His Girl Friday. It's from 1940. It's Cary Grant, Rosalind Russell, and it's actually known for being one of the fastest um one of the movies with the fastest dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um you'd have to look up the facts now to see, but hilarious movie. It's basically this like newspaper man and his ex-wife who's a reporter. They just got a divorce. She wants to get remarried. She comes back to the office and she's going to move with her new husband, soon to be husband, um, to like be a housewife essentially. But he's like, no, you're a newspaper woman. Like you need to come back. All this stuff. And basically, so my favorite scene of the movie is basically just their whole exchange together. But um, the one scene when they're in the courthouse in the reporter's room and he's basically trying to like entice her and he's just sort of manipulating the situation with her to get her to write the story about someone that's actually going to get executed. And so um, that that whole scene is great. Number four is First Wives Club. <laughs> Wait, Dave, did you just snort? He just, did. He snorted. I, yeah, I snorted laughing. It's cool. He's going to keep snorting while we go. So, uh... Obviously, Diane Keaton, Bette Midler, Goldie Hawn. Great movie. Very female-empowered. Uh, getting back at basically their ex-husbands. Um, and then doing some good in the end. So, the basic, the, my favorite scene is when they're actually going to Bette Midler's ex-husband to find to his apartment to find like some files because he's basically committing fraud and they just need the evidence against him. And they try to escape without being caught in the apartment. And they go out onto the on this like huge penthouse apartment in New York city on the ledge of the window washers. Um, I guess whatever you call that, like their little balcony trolley window washing thing. And they just like get on there and then they accidentally press the button and it just shoots them down all these floors. And the whole scene is great. Um, my number three is nine to five. Duh. Jane Fonda, yeah. Lily Tomlin, Dolly Parton, another great movie getting back at their male chauvinist sexist boss. Um, and they, the whole movie is great, but basically just the whole dream sequence on how they want to, um, sort of get rid of their boss is really funny. And then my number two is it happened one night, Clark Gable, Claudette Colbert, their chemistry Tell me is just great. Can I guess the scene? The scene? Yeah. Sure. Is it the leg? It's the leg. Yeah. That's a great scene. Love that Another scene, scene where a female... <laughs> <laughs> shows up thinking so clark gable basically if you haven't seen the scene you could youtube it it's really really funny it's not very long um they're basically hitchhiking back they got they were on this cross-country trip they got left by the bus they need to hitchhike um clark gable is showing off thinking that he knows more um and he's going to be able to pull down a car and he's like all it is is the shake of your thumb and he's basically showing her how to use her thumb whatever and then so he tries to do it. Three cars pass by. Nothing. No one stops. So then she's like, I'm going to show you. I'm going to get us a car and I won't use my thumb to get it. 
And back then, I think this is what, 1938? 1934. 34. Back then, the censors were, this is actually one of the last films before they really started censoring. I think it was the last one, yeah. Um, so she goes out to the side of the road and she lifts up a little bit of her skirt just to show off her leg, her, her bottom calf. And immediately the car pulls over and Clark Gable's <laughs> just there like, uh, the innocent, mouth wide open. The, the innocence of the thirties. And you know, and then, yeah. And then they get on. Fun it's fact. Great scene. We said this great many, writing. said this many times, the first movie to win best picture, best director, best actor, best actress, best screenplay. Yep. The big five. The big five. Alrighty, ah, my number five is Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Classic, oh. even though like you hate Ferris. I don't hate Ferris. I just think Ferris is a terrible person, and Leo can agree with me on this. I, feel like you just I hate totally agree with him so much. It's that. still a fantastically hilarious movie. I think it's, um, I think it's one of those. This and Back to the Future are probably one of the last real original comedies. Cause Back to the Future is a comedy. We're going to get into that in a little bit. I guess. But, yo, um, <laughs> in terms of my favorite scene from Ferris Bueller, I, I love everything with Cameron. So I actually have a few Cameron stuff. Yeah. So I, it, it never gets talked about, but I really like when he gets off the phone with him and Ferris is like, get your ass over here. And then he's like, when Cameron was in <laughs> Egypt's land, let my Cameron go. That's hilarious. <laughs> when he pretends to be Mr. Peterson. Yeah. Yeah. That's hilarious. Uh, and the, I guess I would put the end there too, where he like gives a speech about how he needs to have the balls to stand up to his dad. I think Cameron actually is the MVP of that movie, not Ferris. That's just totally agree. Just my two cents on that. Although I don't know why he's wearing a Red Wings jersey when he lives in Chicago. Though Chicago does have a the Blackhawks. Just. You're a Green Bay Packer fan in New York, New Jersey. I guess you're That's right. True. I guess I, I guess you're right. <laughs> I guess you're right. Let Cameron have this. I'll, I'll let him have that. Number four, The Hangover. I. Mm-hmm. It was probably the last true comedy that I really went to the movies and I died. Like I was crying. Yeah, that whole movie is gold. It's so funny, and it's crazy that the guy that directed this directed Joker. I still can't believe it. It's the same person. Well, people can do more than <laughs> one thing. I mean, he directed Old School, too. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, oh, I think wow. I did. I think I did. Yeah. So he only directed comedies until War right. Dogs, and then he did Joker. Well, but sometimes any- that's all that gets presented to you, and you still got to work, right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, in terms of my favorite scene, you guys nailed it already with the rooftop scene, with the Wolfpack scene. That's hilarious. <laughs> Anything with Alan, man. And Alan is just... Even I knew I was in for a ride at the beginning of the movie where they're tailoring his tux and he's like he's like get off this guy's getting close to my shaft i <laughs> think that's so fucking hilarious and then him on the road is really funny when they when they uh mock rain man do the whole rain man scene for the movie yeah because you hadn't because jen you hadn't seen rain man before that right no well you don't like rain man no no it it's fine i just had always thought like the movie was gonna be really sad in and it a way. wasn't because like i was like oh you know he's different and you know so that's why i never yeah. gravitate but it's great it. i that's just don't grab it i tend to not gravitate towards but yeah, what i think hangover love it and i think everyone in this world has seen it already so next up some like it hot marilyn monroe i called that when you said that the apartment <laughs> i was like oh i know where this marilyn is going. monroe i know i know tony She's... curtis and jack lemon i th- it's hard to say which jack lemon's better but i think he's 
You need to see more Jack Lemmon. I think Jack Lemmon is much better in this though. He's got a lot of other great movies. Great movies. Too. He's so he's funny. His timing is great. So, have you guys seen Some Like It Hot? Leo and and Rye? No, no, no. So essentially, no. and I, Jen can correct me if I'm not be, if I'm being too vague. Essentially, it's kind of a mob movie because it's yeah. because they're these two guys, they're musicians, and they're running away from the mob after they witness the same Valentine's Day massacre. And mm-hmm. they pose as women in a band. Right. And that's how they meet Marilyn Monroe, who is Ginger? Sugar. Sugar. Um, and then they go to Florida. Correct. And then the last 20 minutes turns back into a mom movie when something else happens. When they, you know, obviously the, the crooks find them and then the whole hell breaks loose. It's really, really funny. My favorite scene is when they're first on the train and they are uh, all drinking. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then you see Jack Lemmon trying to hide his, his, you know, you know what, his, you his know shaft. what, his hee <laughs> And uh, and then I also like the end scene where uh, they're on the boat, and I I won't yes. get too, too the spoilery. end scene. You can't spoil yeah. it because they haven't seen it. But that that and that scene is hilarious. That's another that's a, another great use of writing. Yep. Um. All right. Next up, the one that I got shit over for weeks. Uh, Back to the Future weeks it was yeah. this week no we even before it was an instagram oh, no. poll it before it's been before this that i've gotten slack about it being a comedy or oh. not so i decided to do a lot of research just in case i got some slack here we go number one yeah. back to the future was nominated for a golden globe and i know leo's gonna be like but the martian okay you're 100 percent right <laughs> imdb <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even. I'm not even able to debate anything. He's just, I just debating for me. I just want to see what his dialogue is. Like he's basically just doing this, all this dialogue, and he's just gonna put these words into our mouth. Ne- no, no. This that's the only one that I, that because I know Leo Dave. was gonna say what happened. This feels like the this feels like the debate version of um, Eminem's character on <laughs> Eight Mile. It's like you're using all my ammo. Before I can use it, just to prove me wrong. All right. So let's keep going on that trail. Um, <laughs> Silence of the Lambs, you said was a horror movie. Yes. Internet Movie Database, who, who ranks and, and genre, generalizes all films, lists Silence of the Lambs as a thriller, drama, crime, and mystery. No word of horror. Back to the Future, listed as a comedy, adventure, sci-fi, and fantasy. Rotten Tomatoes, list Back to the Future as a comedy, sci-fi, adventure, and fantasy. And they list Silence of the Lambs as a drama thriller. No horror there. And finally, we decided to poll our followers. 77% said yes back to the future is a comedy 23 percent said no <laughs> so he walks so i take the poll from my desk oh, i was in so the i was room, so mad because we've she been vote. working from home our our nine to fives and uh five. i take the uh i take the poll and i just hear him yell two seconds later from the living room where he's working back to the future is not a comedy how dare you vote for that that was you, David. I don't sound like that. Nah, that's you not, did then. That's not my voice of public <laughs> he opinion. He got really miffed as he's walking to the kitchen and he's passing me and he's like, no. No, but like I all, all jokes aside with my, well, not all jokes, but my research aside, 
Like, I really do feel it's a comedy for... Do we get these aspects of time travel? Yes. But the time travel is about five minutes at the beginning of the movie. Five to ten minutes is that scene. But I told you, I think it's more of a dramedy. Because, like, I feel like the whole movie isn't... Like, it's not a movie like The Hangover, where I'm no, laughing no, at, or no, like that. No. It's a movie, but, like, there are some serious parts. But neither is It Happened One Night. Yeah. And neither is Some Like It Hot. Need- yes, I guess Back to the Future, true. to me, I look at it as, as a style of 30s, 40s, and 50s comedies where they're not trying to be all in your face. Let's show right. up. Let's put my balls on drum sets or, like, shit like that. Or, like, over-the-top, you know, physical, non-physical comedy. I think Back to the Future and my number one is more adhered to comedies of yesteryear like what we like with the older films because they did not let a joke get in the way of the story. Right. They're smart comedies. Back to the Future is one of those to me because it's not like Ace Ventura or Billy Madison or Step Brothers. This doesn't necessarily not make it a comedy. That's just a different type of comedy. Correct. It's more of a turn your brain off kind of comedy like would you agree on that yeah i would i those movies are more like jim carrey like they're more slapstick slapstick perfect yeah slapstick i don't particularly care for it that's probably why i always said i don't like comedy because i always growing up until i really educated myself on older films from the 30s 40s and 50s i always look at slapstick like that type of comedy i never really adhere to the majority of those films but anyway yeah so back to the future is my number two i love it i've spoken about it many times when i fear one of my favorite films of all time uh since i picked the uh, scene from last week for the summer blockbuster i'm going to pick a different one this week i did the scene where you first meet see the delorean when the delorean first comes out of the back of that car oh, it's iconic so cool. iconic scene and then i'll just start with my number one my number one is ghostbusters uh were you shocked? Anyone shocked? No. no. Cool. No. no so, no. so Ghostbusters is. Uh, I love Bill Murray. I think that is such a really smart script, and I actually do think it's actually pretty funny. A lot of the movie is funny. Um, if I had to pick a scene for that, it's either Stay Puft Marshmallow Man when you first see him, or Ray, you know, had a thought. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I also like the scene where this is less comedy, more like the drama of the movie where the uh where they pull the uh mr pecker pulls pulls the uh the lever the lever mm-hmm. and all the ghosts escape from the top of the headquarters so that's my number one jen you can tell us why clueless is your number one <laughs> ready to not build it up i think i could guess all your number ones actually um yes clueless is my number one it's a smart comedy it was directed by a female amy heckerling (laughs) shout out she's the best we're friends on instagram uh we are we really are like she follows my stories and everything and i was just like wow if what let's see the movie came out in 95 95. so am i like i was eight there so like eight-year-old me would have been like wow at that time um it's one of my favorite movies of all time it's just smart it's just really smart um these people are clearly teenagers but really adults some of them playing teenagers and it just it was just smart it was very different it was a different take on emma um the whole and the cast just everything about it sorry to cut you off so uh, that's Clueless is based off that movie that gets rebooted like every five years, Emma? Yes, I believe it was Emma. Interesting. Yeah, I can double check that, but yes, Emma. 
But it's a, you know, it's kind of like a 10 things I hate about you because mm-hmm. that was the Taming of the Shrew. So I like when they do that because it's not the same old thing. It's, you know. Um, and then my favorite scene, oh God. Yeah, there's so many good scenes. It's like really hard to pick. Um, I would say well, my favorite share scene is anytime she was driving. <laughs> You're getting was, on the freeway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, or uh, I think when she runs the stop sign or I stop for, I think it's, it was like, I stop for animals or something. <laughs> and, uh, and then the, my favorite Brittany Murphy scene was just like when they get into their fight and then she's just like, Cher, you're a virgin who can't drive. And it's just <laughs> hilarious. Um, yeah, the whole movie's great. I thought you were going to say your favorite scene is Paul Rudd's introduction. Oh, Paul Rudd. Mm. By the way, he looks exactly... that exact- wasn't funny in the same... Yeah, he looks exactly... He looks exactly the same. He looks... I mean, Literally, Ant-Man... Yeah. He's like prime older Paul Rudd, looking good. And then, but this is like baby Paul Rudd, and like he honestly hasn't aged. <laughs> like, fun fun fact about Clueless before we move on: Clueless was Paul Rudd's technically theatrical debut, right? But it did not come out before Halloween, which is his first movie. Yeah, Halloween Six is his first movie, but I believe theatrically um, was Clueless. Was Clueless? Yeah. Oh wow! What a year, though, right? He had Clueless and Halloween in the same year. Such different genres. You can already tell he, you know, he was meant for great things that he could do two different genres. Um, but yeah, not surprised. Leo, tough one. I don't think I could guess this one actually. Yeah, I was gonna say I was gonna wait for see, to see if you could guess it. Can I get a hint? Um, let's see a good hint. A good hint. Um, there's a there's an NFL present. Oh, it's Happy Gilmore, isn't it? No. No, he said that already. I think. I think. Oh, that was... he did. Okay. All right. Waterboy? No. Oh. You're on there. You're, you're, on, a, you're on an okay track. But no, I think not it's, Waterboy. it's not the Sandman, though, right? No. Oh. All right. Then Long I give up. Yard. Then I give up. It's I... Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Oh, duh. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about nice. Ace. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Miami Dolphins, obviously. But uh, yeah, you know what? It's It's one of those things where it's like. He was at the peak, right? Jim Carrey like dominated that era, and anything he did was just hysterical to me and to like to, like my friends and my buddies. And it's just, I think I, I I remember telling a few of my um of my buddies one time that like when I first moved into college, I moved in with my friends from like first grade, and it was like a it was a triple, it was the three of us, and we spent the whole freaking night drinking with like these friends we had just met and just talking about like quotes from the movie pet. Like, Ace Ventura for no reason. Um, I don't know if it's that good of a movie, but I think it was hysterical to me. And uh, my favorite scene is when he goes into the shark tank, thinking that it's a dolphin tank, um, <laughs> trying to find snowflake. Yep. And then like the the shark immediately like dr- like pulls him down, and he's like, "That's not snowflake. That's not snowflake." And the shark just like, starts dragging him all across the the fish tank. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Ace Ventura to me is my favorite. It's, it's the movie that I remember making me laugh the hardest. And Ryan, finish it off with Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. <laughs> <laughs> yep, Jane Silent Bob Strike Back is my favorite comedy of all time. It, although I felt like Reboot is a better movie, Strike Back is a better comedy. I uh, like just it is. More laughs per minute, pretty much. Yeah, like, it's funny, I man. just I can't stop laughing whenever I watch that movie. And for my favorite scene, 
It's always hands down boo boo kitty fuck. <laughs> I laugh every single damn time. Man, for me it's the uh the the clit. Yes, the clit commander. The clit commander. Yeah, that's fucking hilarious. I am the master of the clit. <laughs> or like the, uh, the the Will Ferrell when he's like the when he's like chasing them. And he's like, uh, and he starts talking about, he's like, he's being like a serious, and then everyone's like, you can like see that there's like, there's more to the joke. He's like, oh yeah, no one can find the clip. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All no, right. My fi- oh, Will, no, Will Farrell, uh, when he's about to try to get them out, and he's like, we're about to open fire. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So that wraps up this week's episode. Until next week, see you at the movies, kids. Mm-hmm.